Again, uh, let me thank you so much for the joy and the privilege to be with you this uh, morning. And uh, how great to sing to the Lord. It's a blessing to do that and what a privilege it is. I will ask you to open your Bibles to John chapter 4. John chapter 4, verses 31 through 38, we are going to be reading this morning. It says, In the meanwhile his disciples prayed him, saying, Master, eat. But he said unto them, I have meat to eat that ye know not of. Therefore said the disciples one to another, Hath any man brought him out to eat? Jesus saith unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work. Say not ye there are yet four months, and then come a harvest? Behold, I said unto you, Lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are quite are ready to harvest. And he that reapeth receiveth wages, and gather fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. And therein is that say true, one soweth and another reapeth. I send you to reap that whereon ye bestow no labor, other men labor, and ye are entered into their labors. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you this morning. For the joy to be in your house with your people, Lord. Thank you for the joy, the privilege to open your word. I pray that you will bless this time and that uh, each one of us this morning will be challenged to obey what you have to say to us through this passage. Thank you, Lord, for your people here. We pray that you will bless our time together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In this passage, uh, in especially in verses 37 through 38, uh, 36 through 38, um, we have emphasized to us a team uh, concept. For example, in verse 36 says, uh, And he that reapeth receiveth wages, and gather fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. There is the sower, and there is also the reaper. In uh, verse 37, and therein is the same true, one soweth and another reapeth. In verse 38, I send you to reap, that whereon ye bestow no labor, other men labor, and ye are entered into their labors. Um, I have been watching some football games, and uh, like for example, just on Friday, uh, we were invited to a friend's place, and they have the high school uh, so uh, football, football, I want to say soccer. Uh, football game, 
And it was very interesting how, uh, of course, we were cheating for one of them, it, which was the Raiders. The Raiders were playing against the Tigers. And the Raiders were losing. They were losing. And uh, when I came here, I didn't really know anything about football. I knew about soccer. So I, when I saw this oval-shaped egg for ball, I said, how can they kick that, you know? <laughs> I was used to kicking a rumble, but not a, that kind. And then I looked at the field, and I saw the goals, and I said, how can they put a goal up on top of that bar there, you know? The, goal, the goalie has to be in the ground, not up high. Up high. But then I realized you don't have any goalies to, to put over there. But anyway, but, but on Friday, I saw we were watching this game, and the Raiders were losing. But all of a sudden, the team got together. They, I saw them talking to each other. I saw how the coach approached them and gave them instructions. And you know, to the surprise of everyone, the, the Raiders that were losing 26 through uh, to 20 ended up winning 34 to 26. And it wasn't because they had better, better players than the other team. But they were able to play as a team. And this is exactly what we see in this passage. I know that you have been hearing several messages of missionaries. Uh, challenge you uh, to, to do something for missions. Other faith promise missionary offerings is also for missions. But you know, the missionary work is going to accomplish, is going to be effectively accomplished only if the missionary work is done as a team effort. A team effort. And uh, in this passage, we'll see several things that show us the need that the Lord Jesus Christ emphasizes of being able to work together one with another under one main purpose. The Bible says of Jesus that he sent the disciples two by twos to preach the gospel. Look at what the Bible says here again. First of all, the team must have the same commitment. The team must have the same commitment. Uh, here in this passage, we know that the Lord Jesus Christ had been talking with a Samaritan woman. Uh, she believed that she has found the Messiah. And she goes down to town to tell her friends, saying, I think I have found the Messiah. That period comes to the disciples, and they say to him, Master, eat. And he said, no. 
I have something to eat that you don't have any idea of what it is. And then he says this. Therefore, said the disciples one to another, Have any man brought him out to eat? Jesus said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me, and to finish his work. And basically, he was telling to his disciples, You don't have any idea what is it that, ple- that brings me more pleasure. It's not food. It is, and you have to look at things the same way as I am looking at. He said, my need, what gives me pressure, what pleasure, what satisfies my soul, is to finish my Father's work, uh, to do my Father's will. When I was in high school, the Lord began to speak to my heart. about being a preacher. I wanted to be an electrical engineer. I thought I would to get a lot of money that way. But then as I saw my dad uh, just going to different places, not, not having enough days in the week to go to the different churches, I said, Lord, here's my life. Whatever you want to do with it, I am ready. That's what my son Matthias said this morning. Surrender our life to him to do his will. Do you know this morning what is God's will for your life? And if you know it, are you willing to obey him? See, the disciples didn't understand that about Jesus. He said, I must do the will of him that sent me. But then also, he says that uh, his desire was to finish God's work. Verse 34 says, Jesus said unto them, My need is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. And I can say this morning without any doubt that the work of missions is not accomplished yet, it's not finished yet. I am many places in Bolivia, many places all over this world that they don't have a gospel witness yet. So the work is not finished yet. But what was the disciples' idea about that? They say, he says to them, they're... Uh, Say not ye, there are yet four months, and then come and harvest. I say unto you, lift out your eyes, and look on the fields, 
for their white are ready to harvest. All the disciples said, no, we still have plenty of time. There's no harvest time yet. But Jesus says, well, lift up your eyes and look on the fields. The team doesn't only has to have the same commitment, but also it is the it is important for the team to comprehend the condition in this case the condition of the harvest. The team that I was talking to you about that I we saw on Friday, they come together they came together and apparently coach told told him, Well, listen this is not a way we have to play. Let's play this way. We are losing ground. The other team is going to win if we keep this way. Let's come together and let's win this game. They assessed the situation of how they we're playing and they realized we can win if we do this and if we do that. See, in this passage, they didn't comprehend the condition of the harvest. In Matthew 9, 36, the Bible says of Jesus when he was going around that his heart was moved with compassion. Verse 36, but when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted. And were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. They didn't have strength, they didn't have direction, and they didn't have anyone to guide them. That is the way Jesus saw the multitudes. And the disciples didn't see the condition of the harvest, so that's why they were complacent about doing anything that they needed to do. Let's see, to do God's work, either in a foreign field or either here in the United States, it has to be with a team concept. concept. See, be willing to do God's will. Have in mind that we have a race to run and a work to accomplish and that we must do it as a team. The pastor can do it, do the work of the ministry himself. The deacons can do the work of the ministry themselves. God has given each member of the church a special gift to be used within the context of the local church to, in order to accomplish 
the work that God has called us to accomplish. But then also, they needed to comprehend not only the condition of the harvest, but they needed to comprehend the quality of the fruit. Verse 36 again, it says, And he that that reapeth receiveth wages and gathereth fruit unto life eternal. What is the fruit? The fruit is eternal fruit. It's something that is not going to fade away. It's something that is not going to, to perish. Many people nowadays uh, spend a lot of money caring for their physical needs, and that's not wrong. I myself, last year I think it was, I don't remember when it was, no. But I spent a lot of money because my my health problems. But, and we do that knowing that we still are going to die. Still they are going to bury us if the Lord doesn't come for us. But you know, the Bible says here that if we sow God's seed, that seed will produce fruit and that is eternal fruit. That's what the Bible says that we should think about, all of us, that we should lay up for ourselves treasures, not on earth, but in heaven. Something that is going to last for eternity. Maybe I'm talking to someone this morning that's not saved yet. The Lord Jesus Christ left his glory, came down because he was obedient to his fathers sending him. And he paid a big price as he died on the cross of Calvary for each one of us. And the Bible says in John 3, 36, he that believes in the Son hath everlasting life. In John chapter 5, verse 24, it says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on me that sent me hath everlasting life and shall not come unto condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. God is with his arms open this morning, waiting for you that don't know him as your own personal Savior yet to repent of your sins, come to him, and he will give you, he will pardon your sins and will give you eternal life. And when we work as a team, the fruit will be eternal. The team must realize that each member has a task to accomplish. 
I don't know much about football. I do more about, I know more about soccer. But I don't know much about football. But what I can, I have seen is there are those big guys, you know, all muscles, right in the middle, you know, in this, they're big. What is their job? Their job is to stop the other players from going through. Then I see, I think it's the quarterback, that he goes back a little bit, you know, and then he's looking, looking all over which, which way I'm going to throw the ball, and there's the receiver, and he throws the ball. And they score a touchdown, and then there, was, there comes this guy. He only comes once, one time, when they score a touchdown. Why? Just to kick the ball and make the goal. And all of them then rejoice in, in, in I don't know, I, I hear some, some, I heard that some, like in soccer, uh, one, uh, not long ago, a player died because he was rejoicing so much, he jumped and uh, did a flip back and landed on his neck and Die. But you see, not all the players had the same position in the field. One is in one area, another one is in another area, another one is in another area. But all work as a you see, that's what the Lord Jesus is saying to them. Just one sow it, another reap it. My dad gave us a lot of responsibility to take care of the churches that he established over so many years of ministry. And you know, we are still, even now, reaping the fruit of the seed that he has sown in the hearts of the Bolivian people so many years ago. <clears throat> and not only that, but they went to Bolivia because churches like your church identify themselves with my dad and said, we are going to be part of your team and we are going to labor together with you in Bolivia. And so many people are going to come to him and say, thank you for going to Bolivia. Thank you for giving because you went, because you gave. We are saved. So my encouragement to you this morning is, I don't know what a responsibility what you have in this church but if you are part of this church, and, and, and if you are not part of the team yet, join with this church in the program, of the effort of reaching the lost all over this world with the precious gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know why? Because what the Bible says here, look what he says, going back to John chapter 4. 
That he that soweth, verse, the latter part of verse 36, and that he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. The parable of the lost, lost sheep, the lost coin, and the lost son. He says, they made fiesta, Pastor. Fiesta. They had a big party in heaven when one sinner comes to repentance. You know who was the only one that didn't didn't rejoice? The older brother. The other brother didn't care. So, it is the same uh, King concept that we have in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 6. But in closing, what is that we need to, to do in order to rejoice? Even if, either if we are sowers or reapers. Look what the Bible says in verse 38. I send you to reap that whereon ye bestow no labor. Other men labor, and ye enter into their labors. We must recognize that it is a privilege to enter into another's, another man's labor. For us as missionaries, we consider a privilege that we have to be part of your team reaching the lost in Bolivia. And once we recognize that it is our privilege then it doesn't matter what our part in the ministry is, as long as we are faithful to serve the Lord, we can rejoice together with you because we are part of the same team. It is our joy. It is our privilege. But then also, not only is it a privilege, but we must have an unselfish attitude about that. Verse 36, and he that reapeth receiveth wages. I know that the Lord is going to reward us, but you know, that doesn't really matter to me. That really doesn't matter to me. That is up to him. The only thing that I want to do is be faithful to him. Be faithful to him. I'm not serving the Lord for the price.
I am serving the Lord because I love him. And I realize that if I get people to know the Lord Jesus as their Savior, my Lord is going to be happy because I want to please him. The rest is up to him. Let's go ahead and close our eyes. So we ask Pastor to come close to me.